0: You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. All right, King of Heaven, come down. King of Heaven, come now. That's that's Advent, right? That's, that's the season that we're in right now as we look forward to Jesus coming. We, we look forward to, to celebrating his birth uh, on Christmas morning, but we always also look forward to that day when he will return to make all things new. Right? The, the season of Advent is a season a season of waiting, a time to, to look forward to something special. Again, in, in Advent, we look forward to Christmas. We look forward to celebrating with friends and family the, the birth of Jesus. And we also look forward to, to Jesus returning, to make all things new, to, to wipe away every tear from every eye. When he will raise all of those up who have faith in him to new life. Well, in Advent, as we look forward to Christmas... It's this time of anticipation, a time where, where, where we are looking forward to that day when Jesus will come. And, and there are many ways uh, in our lives that we're reminded that this season is a little bit different. One of those ways, uh, as you go shopping uh, this time of year, yes, the, the parking lots are a little fuller, uh, but also as you park at, maybe at a grocery store or, or at Walmart, you get out of your car and you hear a sound. And as you head towards the front door, that sound gets a little louder and a little louder. What's that sound? Bells, bells right? You hear the dinging from the Salvation Army, right? Those with, with the red bucket. Uh, and so you hear those bells, and that's a reminder of, of the needs of others, uh, in this time of year and ways that we can care for them and support them. And we'll, we'll hear later at the end of our service uh, about uh, another way that we can support those in need in, in our community through uh, a nonprofit called Aspire for Greatness. Uh, so those are, those are some ways during this time of year, this season, that we can be anticipating Jesus. Another way that we do that is through, you know, the Advent calendars. How many of you have some sort of Advent calendar in your home? All right, my family, we've got about 15 of them, I feel like. You know, we've, we, we've, got the, uh, uh, we've got the one calendar that, uh, the, that's got all of these, it's a Velcro one and it's a tree and every day we put a, a different ornament and the kids fight over which ornament gets to, uh, gets, uh, who, who gets to put the ornament on the tree every day. Uh, every morning when they wake up, they come down and we've got this book advent calendar and so they open a flap and they pull out uh, a book. Uh, a little miniature version of some classic book, and then they can read that. We read that together as a family in the morning. We've got the countdown to Christmas calendar where there's a star that moves one number closer every day. Uh, We've got the candle that we light every night at dinner that is actually the count up to Christmas. So it starts at one and moves us closer and closer each and every day. And then we have a small Advent wreath that we'll light tonight. We'll light every Sunday where we'll light the right number. So this week we'll light two candles uh, as we gather together around, uh, around the dinner table. Uh, and then my, my wife and I, Stacey and I, we've got a devotion book uh, that we're reading through that, that helps us to, to look forward to the coming of Jesus. We also have an Advent wine calendar that we started a month ago because we knew we wouldn't be able to keep up by opening a bottle of wine every night. Uh, so we spread that out a little bit. Uh, but, but that's great in terms of anticipation. That's great in helping us get excited about the season. But with all of those, the questions that I have to ask, or the, the main question that I have to ask myself is, how is this preparing me for Jesus? Right? Not just for Christmas and the excitement of the season, but, but how is this also preparing me for, for the second advent of Jesus? when he will return to make all things new. And so last week, while we focused on anticipation, as we focused on that excitement, looking forward to the coming of Jesus, this week, we wanna look at our preparation. What does it look like to prepare for Jesus during this season of Advent? Well, in the Gospel of Mark, we we get the season of Advent very quickly, very briefly, as, as we get to hear this quote from the prophet Isaiah that says, Behold, I, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And who is this messenger that will come to prepare for Jesus? Who is this messenger whom God has, has sent to help us understand this season of Advent? Well, it's John. John the Baptist appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance. For the forgiveness of sins. Now, now the very first, uh, very important thing that we need to note here is that what baptism was initially, right? Because the baptism that John was doing before Jesus began is different. uh, Before Jesus began his ministry, is different than the baptism that we just saw a few minutes ago, and not just because of the method, right? John was baptizing in the River Jordan, where he would dunk people. We didn't fit you inside of that little bowl. Uh, we, we just, that's not what we do. So it's not just because of the method, but after Jesus rose from the dead, he talks about baptism. And Jesus says that baptism gives you faith. He says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. He says, baptism now saves you. And now baptism brings the Holy Spirit into our lives. And even John tells us and prepares us for that in, in Mark chapter one, verse eight, where he says, I have baptized you with water But he, this one who's coming, this one who I'm preparing the way for, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Uh, But as much as I would love to spend my time focused on baptism this weekend, uh, because you all know how much I love to talk about baptism, as John prepares the way for Jesus, he focuses not so much on baptism, but he focuses on repentance. For John, who is appointed by God to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah and prepare the way of the Lord, for John, the way to prepare for Jesus is through repentance. And I found that really interesting, because if I were to think of a season in the church here that focused on repentance, or if you were to think of a season in the church here that focused on repentance, what season would you think of? Lent. Lent. Right? We, we would think of Lent as that season that helps us to repent and focus on Jesus, but, but this is what John tells us to do, to prepare for Jesus. And again, not just for Christmas, but to prepare for the Advent, the second Advent, the second coming of Jesus. So the first question that we need to ask ourselves is, what is repentance, right? It's, it might be this churchy word that we throw out that we don't know exactly what it is. Well, repentance comes from the Greek word metanoia. And if you were to break this word down, which I know that there are some in here who like Greek and Latin roots. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Roberts. Uh, if you were to break that down, uh, metanoia means to change your mind. And, and and that's a little different. That doesn't mean to change your mind about what Christmas presents you want this year. It doesn't mean to change your mind about where you're going to go or what you're going to do for lunch this afternoon. It doesn't even mean to change your, like, to, to do a big changing of mind, like, like to change what you want to do for a living. Instead, we want to think of that more as a change of heart rather than a change of mind. Because as the Greeks spoke about body parts, they, they did that differently than we do today. And kind of as they metaphorically used body parts for having different uh, focuses, uh, they used mind for what we would use as heart. So when we hear repentance, we want to think of a change of heart or even a change of direction to, to turn from a path that we may be heading down, a path that's away from God, and, and instead to turn back to God. And so the way that we prepare for Jesus, the way that we prepare for Christmas, the way that we prepare for the second coming of Jesus is by turning from our sinful ways and turning back to God, right, to repent. And so to be able to repent, though, we have to be able to realize that we're heading down the wrong path. And, and sometimes that comes from an outside source, right? Sometimes someone tells us that we're heading away from Jesus and that we need to, to re- repent, we need to, to turn back to Jesus, right? Maybe that's a pastor. Maybe you hear a sermon and you go, ooh, I'm not doing that very well. Or maybe it's a, a family member or a friend who's able to speak into you and say, man, maybe, maybe we shouldn't be living that way in our lives, But even if it's someone that has that conversation with you, repentance doesn't happen without self-examination, right? Self-examination is paying attention to the way in which you're living your life. And so even if someone says something to you that, hey, maybe you're not living the way that God has called you to live, it still takes me being able to examine myself and say, you know what? You're right. I am living in this way rather than the way that God has called me to live but it could be easy in terms of self-examination to, to kind of do the secular thing and, and, and to look at my life and ask myself, am I living a life that makes me happy? Or are you living a life that makes you happy? And if the answer is yes, then you just keep on doing what you're doing. But if the answer is no, then you make a change. Maybe you may, maybe you change your career, or, or maybe you take a vacation or a hobby because that'll help you kind of reset. Or maybe you really try and make time to focus on those things that make you happy, like spending time with family and friends. But that's not the self-examination that that leads to repentance. That's not the self-examination that that John the the Baptist wants us to do to prepare for Jesus. Here, John the Baptist is telling you to take a look at your life through the lens of God's Word, to, to line your life and God's Word up, God's will up, and ask yourself, am I living a life... That makes God happy. Now, notice I didn't say, Am I living a life that makes God love me more? I didn't say, Am I living a life that's good enough to earn my salvation? Now, the question that we want to focus on to help us to repent, to turn back to God, is saying, Am I living a life that makes God happy? Or, Or to use Paul's words in Romans chapter 12, Is my life a living sacrifice that's holy and pleasing or holy and acceptable? to God. If the goal of our life is is to live lives that are holy and pleasing to God, that means that we actually need to know what it is that's holy and pleasing to God. We need to know what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. And one way we do that is by by simply reading his word. We also do that by surrounding ourselves with people who know God's word and, and model a life that's holy and pleasing to God. That's one of the reasons that we will continue to encourage you to, to be in a life group, and, and, and Greg Rathke is going to talk about that a little bit more later uh, today, but uh, that's one of the reasons that we just want to encourage you to, to be gathered with God's people, to study His Word, to, to be with people who encourage you to live His Word, but also people who will hold you accountable, who will, who will be that outside source of examination to help you examine yourselves. Because a life of faith isn't simply about coming to church on a Sunday morning and checking off the box. But a life of faith is about knowing God's will and then doing God's will. So this Advent season, as you prepare for Jesus, maybe, maybe your self-examination today leads you to repent, to, to change your heart, to turn back to God and, and to spend more time in His Word. Because knowing God's Word is the only way that we'll know His will. And knowing God's will is the only way that we can live a life that's holy and pleasing to God. All right, self-examination is, is welcoming God into your life and asking Him to show you where there's overlap with your life and His will, but also where those paths have diverged. You know, Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24 is a great scripture to, to help us begin the practice of self-examination. Uh, the psalmist says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and then lead me to the way of everlasting. Now, what if you took that scripture and you prayed it every night? Search me, O God. Search my heart. Search my thoughts. And if if you find anything in there where I have done wrong, show me. Lead me to live a life that's holy and pleasing to you. And then as you pray that, look back on your day, play it back like a movie and and be willing to hear God speak to you. Be willing to hear God say, yes, this was holy and pleasing to me. Continue to live that way. But also be willing to hear him say, no, this this was not my will. This This is not how I've called you to live. Next time, turn back to me and live in this way. Right, this Advent season, we take time to repent, to, to turn back to God as we prepare for Jesus. Because Jesus came 2,000 years ago because we needed a Savior, because we continued to wander off of God's path and to choose our own paths. Wide is the road that leads to destruction. And we've all followed that road at times in our lives. So the Father sent Jesus for you to walk the narrow path, to, to be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And that was who Jesus was. That was what Jesus was. He did that for you, for your salvation. And then the, the Spirit works faith in your lives through, through the waters of baptism, through the, through the hearing of his word, you were brought into God's family. Not by what you do, by, by, but by what Jesus has done for you. And then as, as his family, as he brings us into his family, we wait for Jesus. We wait for his second advent and, and we follow the guidance of John the Baptist who prepared us for that first coming of Jesus. And so we repent. We turn from our selfish ways and we turn back to God. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Amen.